it's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, everyone, where we do the best we can to help you understand how complex you are as a human being and the importance of keeping the intellectual, emotional, physical, and spiritual aspects of who we are in balance. And I have as a returning guest today, Melanie Starr. Uh, Before we get started, I wanted everybody to know some of Melanie's shows from the past are on my website which is www.synergyconnectionradio.com. There's about 360 shows there now over the last five years. And if you search through some of those pages, you're going to see Melanie's name. I do a synopsis of every show I do so that people can kind of find the individual they want to listen to, but also look at uh, the contents and make that decision as to, okay, how am I going to spend the next 35 minutes and uh, listen to uh, you know individuals that I think personally bring a wealth of information about how to keep us in balance. When you're on my website, you're going to see Boomers Forever Young. They are a sponsor of the show. I've been using their products for six years now, and I do believe it's what has kept me very healthy, uh, especially during our three-year-long pandemic, uh, you know, they want you to go back out and get another booster. And of course, that's up to each individual and what their health is like, you know, to begin with. Um, but on their website, you're going to find a podcast, you'll find blogs, you'll find videos about their products. I believe they have over 2,400 testimonies. Uh, it's a 4.7 star out of five uh, that's averaging And, um, you know, maybe there'll be something there that will grab your attention and say, you know what, I need to at least try this product. If you do decide to order, uh, please use my name, L-U-C-Y, in the discount bar as you check out, and you're going to get $5 off of your order. And maybe that'll help uh, with, um, I don't know, shipping costs or something of that nature. So take advantage of it, just L-U-C-Y in the discount, and you'll get to have $5 off your order. All right, so we're going to be talking this morning about trauma, and I don't think there's a single person alive that hasn't experienced some form of trauma, uh, even if they don't remember it, because coming down the birth canal is pretty traumatic for babies, (laughs) and a lot of times when people get regressed, they're able to go right back to that moment where they entered the world. And, um, you know, kind of feel like, oh, my goodness, where am I and what is this all about? And that's an infant that obviously has no coping skills whatsoever. Um, So we're going to be talking about trauma, what we do with it, where it's maybe found in our body and that kind of thing on today's show. And Melanie is a Canadian. I think you're from Nova Scotia, right? Which is a country that I do want to come to someday. And uh, you've been a holistic healing professional for more than 25 years. Um, You've done yoga therapy and energy healing. And prior to that, I guess you did um, healthcare consulting and you wrote in the uh, medical field, uh, a lot of the uh, information that is out there for people to read in our medical journals. So maybe we wanna start or have you start by saying, what is trauma? How would you... Um, I guess, describe traumatic events? Well, 
The first thing I guess I would say about that is that the trauma is not the event. It's the person's response to it. Okay. It's how, you know, it's what happens within that person in response to that event, because everybody is very different in terms of their capacity. Like you mentioned the newborn with no coping mechanisms, right? Um, and, it, and it depends on what your overall burden of trauma is that you're carrying. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a slightly different, what you would call a zone of tolerance for how much, how many stressors they can handle. And so um, a very resilient person, maybe someone who keeps himself really strong and is well-rested, doesn't have a super ton of stress in their life, but they they know how to do things or they feel really self-efficacious, uh, might have a big zone of tolerance. Somebody else who's been um, maybe neglected or abused as a child, uh, didn't have a lot of friends growing up, struggles, et cetera, has been you know, sexually assaulted or something, they could have a very, very slender zone of tolerance and it could take almost nothing mm-hmm. for them to basically have the stress load coming into their nervous system through some external event um, exceed their zone of tolerance. Uh-huh. And this can be either like too much is happening too fast, such as, you know, a, a car accident or, you know, your spouse of 25 years suddenly announcing out of the blue that they're leaving you know, that's too much too fast. Nervous system can't, can't take it in, can't deal. It's you go into overwhelm and we can talk about some of those mechanisms. But my, the other thing that can happen, and I think we've all felt this in the last three years, is the too little too long kind of trauma. That's where, you know, our lack of human connection, we have not had enough human interpersonal connection over the last three years. And that has been traumatizing for a lot of people as well especially those who has the, the, those who have been most isolated um, that yeah too little too little too long so a loveless marriage for example or a child who is neglected by their parents for whatever reason right these can this also produces trauma in the nervous system by a slightly different mechanism right right and that and that makes total sense um I'm I just have been thinking over the last, especially probably four or five years, because between social media and television, the way it's reported today, we are up front and center with so many things that are going on in the world. And we see the immigration, you know, children that are separated from their families. We see what's going on with the Ukrainian children. And um, I mean, they're going to live with those traumatic memories Yes. For the rest of their life. It happened during the Holocaust, you know, and yes. all of the survivors of that. So anytime you have war or displacement of people, um, you have trauma. And then, you know, hopefully you've got a supportive network around you, but a lot of people don't. No, it's true. And in fact, if you're um, going to embark on the journey of attempting to heal your trauma, one of the first things that you really have to do is make sure that you're well-resourced because you you need resources to be able to do it um, safely because uh-huh. you don't want to get caught into re-traumatization and we can talk about that too. But um, so your resources might be your network of friends. You, if you don't have a lot of friends, it could be your family or a, prof- a network of professionals, but also a self-care practice is really important and you know good health practices all of these things to help our nervous system 
cope and learn to adapt to the healing process, which has to be conducted very carefully. Right. One one of the things that both you and I, you know, you do therapy as well as I do therapy. And one of the things that is so critical, um, you know, we talk about making sure you have enough sleep, exercising, the right kind of food. But when you're overwhelmed and you know this, you know, that's the last thing you're thinking about. You know, it's hard for you to get off the couch or out of bed, let alone be thinking about preparing a good, healthy meal. Exactly. And in, in fact, it's a symptom of dysregulation in the nervous system is when you start to neglect your self-care uh -huh. because you're so stressed out and you just, for some, whatever reason, it's, we're so, such paradoxical beings, I guess, that we actually develop resistance to doing the things that we actually should be doing. Yeah, I mean, I think people just quit caring. They quit caring about life. And of course, they're part happen. of life. And that's, so. Yeah, and that's kind of part of the of the stress and trauma response. Like as you go up, like as the stressors are getting amped up in your life and you're going up one side of the zone, the, the zone of tolerance is depicted as a, a waveform, right? So as you're going up one side of the hill and your stress is getting up and up and up and flight, fight and flight is triggered, you're activated, you're energetic, you've got a lot of get up and go. And maybe it's like a real, like maybe you have a really stressful job, but you're on it and you're doing it, even though you're running ragged, you're still on top of it. Mm -hmm. You're in fight or flight, you're in the stress response. You're just inside the zone of tolerance. But then if something else happens when you're at that point and it pushes you over the edge, like that, that first state, that stress response, that's the ventral vagal, right? And then you, um, exceed your capacity to cope you go into overwhelm and collapse known as like in, in polyvagal theory that's called dorsal vagal and it's collapse but also known as guess what depression can't move frozen mm -hmm. uh, apathetic lethargic having a very hard time like thoughts going slowly can't pay attention to anything uh motor like that's like sensory motor slowness going on mm -hmm. um it's crazy it's serious right it's it's a serious situation and a lot of people are there and it presents itself differently depending on the age because a child is going to present one way maybe withdrawing to their bedroom an adult might be angry yep. a lot of the time and um can't you know, like function at work or doing the basics at home. Road an elderly person, yeah, an elderly person may just sit and cry, you know, right. because they're physically and emotionally drained and they've not got, you know, maybe the same support system anymore because kids live further apart and friends are dying. And so they don't see the purpose of going on. Yeah. That, that is certainly part of it, for sure. Um, yes, so where do you want to go? There's so much to talk about with trauma. <laughs> it's a vast topic, and we don't have that much time. I know, um, I know. But um, yes, I guess I, to get to the point about how you address it, it's that it's in your body. It's not just um, when you're, something traumatizing happens that it's a, it's not a mental construct. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? It's it's affecting every aspect of your physiology. It's, right, right. You know what it feels like to have your nervous system being activated. Your heart starts to beat faster. The, you know, you go into fight or flight, your blood 
goes into your extremities so that you can fight or run. Your, your brain shuts off the prefrontal cortex. So your thinking is skewed, your memory and language centers shut down. So you're losing access to your words and your memories. You can't, you can't speak or say what you need to say. Your amygdala, meanwhile, is getting turned on to high alert. So your threat perception radar is on high and it's looking around the environment and seeing threats that may like it's exaggerating as exaggerated sense of threat perception uh -huh. that makes the person's that much more vulnerable now to like ongoing anxiety and panic attacks. Well, not only that, but the, um, your, um, adrenals, you know, yes. going to go into overdrive. And a lot of people these days are getting diagnosed with adrenal fatigue adrenal because fatigue. they have had cortisol dumped in their system for the last three years with, yep. you know, the whole COVID situation and they've lost jobs, they've lost homes, they, you know, don't have their friends around them anymore. Family members have died. And so it's not surprising that we have an increasing number of physicians diagnosing adrenal fatigue and there really is no cure for adrenal fatigue right i don't you know yeah <laughs> it's a terrible situation um i expect some of the physicians are also suffering from adrenal fatigue i would imagine uh, they might be i would say yep i would say this has been extremely traumatizing Yes. Yeah. People on the front line. Yeah. No question about that. And hence people are leaving the health professions. Right. Here in this part of the world, because uh, I'm in Florida, um, a lot of the hospitals, you know, are reporting like a mass exodus right. of healthcare workers. And um, so they're, you know, short something like one third of the number of people that they need to have employed in hospitals and we have a thousand people a day moving to Florida that are going to have health problems down the road. They may not arrive with them, but they're going to get them because that's just part of life. And so there is one third fewer healthcare professionals in the hospitals to care for patients that are coming in. Wow. Ooh, that's, that's pretty scary. It's very scary. It really is. If you have, and then it actually drives more cycles of trauma for people exactly. who are dealing with long COVID and and their health problems that weren't getting addressed during the pandemic, and now they can't get the care that they need because yep. the it's a in the system is wiped out. Oh, it's it's really um it's a perfect storm for just it's a mental health um and physical health disaster. This is the other thing about trauma. It's it's not entire. It's not a mental health issue. It's a health issue. It's a health issue. Yes. It's a huge health issue. And like what you were talking about with the cortisol, you well know that that is so damaging to the body uh, being fight or flight. That is not, that is the exact opposite of rest digest. Yes. So your system is not repairing. You're not digesting your food. You're developing gut problems. You're developing chronic pain. Um, cancer, all kinds of illnesses that then, you know, heart disease, vascular disease, neurological problems, you name it from our bodies being stuck in the sympathetic response, which is we're, we're all ready to run, but we're not digesting our food or we're not healing our bodies. And therefore you can't run. <laughs> and therefore you can't run. <laughs> That's right. So it's really a system. It's a, a response that works as we all know, worked great in the days if the stress wasn't chronic. 
but we're stuck in a really chronic situation that's beyond just chronic stress. Now it's like chronic trauma, right? Right. Which is which is way worse. Um, but it can be addressed, but not by just talking to us, <laughs> right? Like as we we were talking before we uh, came on air about the necessity to incorporate somatic practices into therapy healing, because just talking about it, the brain being so miraculous that it sees thinking about things and talking about them, it responds to them the same as if we were really doing that thing. So talking about the sexual assault or the, the car accident or the abusive childhood and just talking about it without doing something to release the emotional energy that that's stimulating, it just actually triggers your immune, your um, nervous system into the same stress response. So it actually just strengthens the pattern mm. in the nervous system of being stuck there. Right. So you have to do a pattern interrupt. The most important thing always is to interrupt that pattern, right? So um, using, you know, as, as you know, I'm an EFT practitioner and, and a yoga teacher and a, a Reiki practitioner and, and teacher. Those are, you know, those are some of the tools, but I'm constantly expanding my toolbox in learning more about, you know, semantic experiencing and um, breath work and other tools for working with that emotional energy and getting basically building we have to build capacity in our nervous system before we actually start trying to go for the trauma per se you need to build capacity by doing yoga or qigong practices like that that are peaceful that you engage the mind into the body one of the things that happens in trauma is that we actually get our cognitive processors, we get separated from our bodies and our environments. There's all this dissociation that can happen. And you really, um, Bessel van der Kolk talks about it in his book, The Body Keeps the Score, about how we become like we're cut off from our bodies and that working with the body um, through things like yoga can become a very powerful way of working against the trauma Say if you're frozen in fear and you're really stiff and you're contracted, you have a pattern of pulling your shoulders up to your ears and pulling your hands into fists and pulling them into your chest kind of fetally, that you're going to want to do exercises that really stretch your hands open, bring your shoulders down, open your chest, stand you tall, all of those kinds of things that work against those energies. Or if you were beat up and you're afraid now, um, Every step you take, you are going to want to practice powerful pose and warrior pose. And energetically, you're you're allowing yourself to create a new neurological pattern by embodying a different energy. Mm-hmm. Because your your brain and nervous system respond to what you're doing with your physical body. Like if you sit there and you slouch yourself and collapse your chest down, you're the living picture of defeat, right? Right. But then when you sit up nice and straight and raise the crown of your head and lift your chin, right, then you're then you're more empowered. Like people who are suffering from a lot of shame do this, right? It's the opposite. So this is like a when you're up, like more like a dancer's kind of bearing, then you're proud. Mm-hmm. So you literally work with the body to create a new pattern because the the mind responds to what the body is doing. Right. Right. It can't help it. Right. No, that's <laughs> Thank I, heavens. <laughs> right. I, I know you appreciate what I'm going to say next, too. But um, I think people, when they recognize that our physical body is just encasing 
all of our vibrational frequency of who we are. And so if we're not attending, it's, it's like a car. If you just parked your car outside and you never checked the tires for air pressure and you never changed the oil and you never washed it, you know, eventually it's going to disintegrate. And so when people do have uh, traumatic experiences, as we all do, then we have to care for this physical being that in, uh, encases, if you will, that vibrational frequency. Otherwise, the body will disintegrate just like the car will in time. And uh, people do, by and large, care more for their vehicles than they do their own human bodies. Um, I, I have always found that to be interesting, but, uh, you know, whether you're smoking or whether you're drinking too much or whether you're too much in the sunshine or, you know, there's positive and negatives, of course, out there, but, um, you know, it's a matter of finding balance and, and that's what the show is really all about is learning to balance out that intellectual, physical, emotional, and spiritual qualities of who we are you know, and getting that yeah. into balance. We're going to take just a short break here and I uh, will be right back. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever. And it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer Products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer products. Welcome back to the Synergy Connection Show, where I have as my guest, Melanie Starr, and we've been talking about trauma and how people either do or don't, you know, cope with it and what's happening, uh, especially after three years of COVID, but just the awful bombardment that we have every day. Sometimes you need to turn the news off to get away from some of this um, because it's only pulling you into a situation where you really can't do anything. And then you're going to feel helpless and hopeless for that situation. And that just further exacerbates the problems yeah. of trauma. So I know that you yeah. see that as well, too. Do you think the people in your part of the world, like in Nova Scotia itself, do you think they cope better because it's more rural maybe than people that say that are in Los Angeles or London or New York City? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Um, everyone I talk to seems to be going through something. Mm. There doesn't seem to, there don't seem to be many people who are just finding life is just flowing really smoothly um, and happily. It's now these are other, they're, they're not necessarily anything to do with the, the pandemic, but people are worn out. Mm -hmm. And certainly I think one of the things that happened not just in Nova Scotia, but Nova Scotia does have a very um, alcoholic culture. Like drinking is really part of the culture. Huh. So I expect there was a great increase in uh, alcohol and cannabis consumption. Cannabis is legal here and they sell it at the liquor store. So I think that people really, like if they already were in those patterns, that they would have gone deeper into those patterns um, throughout the pandemic. 
Um, I do know people who lost relationships with friends and family members over disputes uh. to do with vaccine policy and so on, right? So, you know, I, I don't know. Um, perhaps, I mean, we were considered a really safe place for a long time and a lot of people moved here. And we have strong community cohesion here as a general thing. And so I think that that has probably helped us a bit because we do have a really cohesive, for the most part, society here mm -hmm. where people pull together, like it's everyone pulls together in Nova Scotia, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> they do. And people will give you the shirt off their back and everything else, right? So I do think we probably are doing better here um, as a result. So, um, so back to the discussion about healing it uh, we were sort of talking about not wanting to entrench through talk therapy only and working with um body-based therapies including things like acupuncture for example where you're dealing um you know in traditional chinese medicine as you know different organ systems like the, the energy meridians are attached to each has a different organ uh -huh. and each one of those organs is associated with a different emotion so excess grief in the system will settle in the lungs, excess fear in the kidneys, excess anger in the liver. So, you know, working with either acupuncture or emotional freedom techniques, EFT tapping, for example, where you're really deliberately and directly working with um, the meridians, but also Qigong and yoga, as we were talking before too, massage. Uh -huh. and um, cranial sacral therapy all of those kinds of techniques can be really helpful for people to get them on the road especially when they're feeling most collapsed right right need that energy from a practitioner they need the human connection they need that energy coming into them to help them um get into a to get out of sympathetic into parasympathetic so to get into a more regulated rest and digest Mm -hmm. hard to do on your own you mm -hmm. know if you're going you can manage your ongoing stress with your own self-care practices often but once you reach a certain point getting outside help can be crucially important right yeah. and one of the things that I would want to mention you know to anybody listening to this show is um a lot of times you want to reach out for professional help you know, it, it's nice to be able to talk to family members. It's nice to be able to talk to your friends. But pretty soon, if if they keep hearing the same story over and over and over again, um, they may withdraw, you know, their support. They may, you know, all of a sudden not be as available because they've offered whatever advice they could offer and it still hasn't changed the situation and so, you know, it's that's when it's time to say, you know what, maybe a couple of sessions with a professional that can kind of tweak this and move you towards a little more resolution of whatever it is you need to resolve. Is yes, the, and a little more self-agency too. Yeah, yes. And that is one of the key things about healing trauma is taking back that charge of your own life. Because mm -hmm. when you're in a traumatizing situation, part of what's usually traumatizing is that you don't have control over the situation. Right. Right. And you feel powerless. Right. Um, so rediscovering your agency and taking responsibility for your choices, for your relationships, for your boundaries, for your self-care practices, and really um, developing a vision for your life and taking really positive, proactive steps for yourself. It's 
hard to do when you're in that state. That's why support is really important. But heaven knows where that support all comes from. I know there's a lot of practitioners, but it's not, there's no, um, there's no like entry portal. Uh -huh. people are just kind of casting about trying to find people and it's 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 tough and there's not you know I think we're getting more and more somatic practitioners and more people are realizing that just talking to a psychologist is not going to help you so much with your trauma um as working with maybe someone who's an expert in somatic experiencing for example or Feldenkrais or something like that I worked with Felden Feldenkrais for quite a while and that was really helpful at a certain time for example where really you're just sensing your body in space and really getting into that interoception proprioception stuff and it um is profoundly re-regulating so yeah there's a lot a lot out there and people really do have to um they have to do it for themselves right and i think that's the hardest part um we over the last probably 50 years quite honestly um, we moved away from, you know, the country doctor that kind of, you know, took your temperature and checked your heartbeat. But, you know, people were more resilient physically at that point in time. We've become sedentary in a great many cases. And we've relied on our doctors uh, to give us the magic pill. Right. And so the responsibility no magic pill for trauma. Yeah. The responsibility <laughs> for taking. Uh, care of yourself has been transferred to some degree over to the medical profession. I think we're swinging back, hopefully a little hopefully. bit, because we need medical doctors we for do. the big stuff. But for the stuff that gets you healthy and keeps you healthy, boy, that is your responsibility, you know, to it do. It really is. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. a lot of people, you know, we've gotten lazy and we don't necessarily want to take up that uh, personal responsibility and say, yep, if it's to be, it's up to me. <laughs> yeah. And also we are very much, um, we've become, we live in our heads mm -hmm. a lot more. Like if you want to, I mean, it's perhaps cliche, but I know that um, it might just not many generations back, like my mother grew up on a farm where they had their own pig and their horses, cows. She churned butter, honestly, mm -hmm. as a little girl. She's nine years old, but her mother literally, she had to go out and chase a chicken. <laughs> and pick up eggs. <laughs> and bring it in and chop its head off and pluck it. And she was feeding 15 people at lunch every day. Oh they my were, gosh. Her father owned a, a sawmill, so they were lumbering and they were farming. And, the you know, there was like the... the the kitchen garden, literally getting ice from the lake with the team of horses. This is just my mother. Like, this is how much things have changed, like from rural Nova Scotia in the 1930s to now, where we don't get up to with the sun. We don't smell, um, we don't hear a rooster crowing <laughs> and uh, see the sunrise, which actually helps turn on all of your, like with through the pineal and pituitary, right? It gets your hormones. It, it, it gets your hormone system working properly to see the sunrise. Not yep. too many of us do that anymore, right? Right. Um, and we're living within our devices and our computers and our, you know, the songs we're listening to. It's all very much body still, brain active stuff. And that's not good. Right. Because we've lost that, like you said, the connection to the physical. You know, yeah. and 
Um, there was a statistic, um, I've shared this on other shows, but we literally spend 95% of our waking moments in our brain. 95%. 95%. Only right. 5% are in our intuitive center, which is our heart. And we're having to learn to go to our heart and check things out intuitively and stop wondering, you know, what pundit is saying what, you know, uh, your favorite CNN channel or CNBC or ABC. I mean, forget that, you know, in a way yeah. you can check the news, but then you also need to check your your heart center and be asking yourself, you know, is this something I can do something about? Should I be spending my energy and my worry and my anxiety over this? Or do I need to make an, uh, an impact right where I stand? You know, That's maybe right. with your friends, your children, and certainly with yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did not evolve to know what was happening on the other side of the planet. No. That's a really new thing, relatively speaking, in terms of human evolution. And we simply are not wired to take in the problems of 7 billion people. Did you uh, recently, this this is just, I heard this today, but I've been hearing rumors about it. But the number of, uh, like, I don't even know what they call them now. Uh, they're not millennials anymore, but the very young group that are like teenagers and early uh, 20s. I can't, I can't remember what they're called. Yeah, but um, <laughs> they are going back to flip phones. Oh, Wow. Yeah, they, they've realized that the problems that they're having in their relationships and in their life are coming from these iPhones that you can be yeah. checking every second of the day who's saying what, whether it's on TikTok or some other place, and that it's impacting their self-image. And so they actually are beginning to go in and buy a flip phone again, only for phone calls, and they're weaning themselves off of the high-tech phones. That's amazing. It is. That's amazing. That's great. Because of course, as you know, the, these devices are really messing up with our dopamine. Yes. Um, right. Because we get these hits of dopamine for the likes that we get and it creates an addiction to all of that. And then there's a crash if you don't get the likes. And it's just, it's very, I mean, for us at our age, we grew up without all of that stuff. We had pretty solid identities. Formed, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Long before we had to deal with all that stuff. And even we can get caught into it. Right. So imagine. right. Well, there was there was a doctor, a medical doctor that started a TikTok show. He's been interviewed a few different places. Um, and he got to the point where he recognized his addiction to his show and seeing how many people had gone on it, how many right. people liked it. Um, and it was destroying his marriage and his relationship with his kids. Wow. But he recognized it and stopped it. Yeah, that's incredible. That's cool. I just wanted to pick up on your point, too, about the intuition. And uh -huh. this is one of the things that happens with trauma, though, is that because it disconnects us from our body and puts us more into our head and is often leading to these rapid cycling thought loops of, um, you know, really hopeless kinds of thinking um it cuts us off from our intuition mm -hmm. but it's so important and if you pay i don't know if you follow heart the heart math institute yes, at all. yes my but, head the device is the inner piece yeah and just the idea of heart the heart brain coherence yes so important yeah. and the fact that our heart the magnetic field generated by our heart is four times more powerful than the magnetic field generated by our brain Mm -hmm. And so if you're looking at 
resonant frequencies and what you're going to attract. If your heart is just collapsed and disconnected and you're just, you're not tapping into it and you're not building any coherence between what's going on in your heart and your heart is probably racing. Um, and then your brain is going off in this other direction. It's really hard for people to get traction in their lives. It's hard to start generating and attracting the kinds of circumstances and people that are going mm -hmm. to be healthy for you. It can really contribute to being stuck, right. being cut off from the heart center like that, right. which is why, you know, um, different kinds of meditation practices and heart practices are really powerful. Chest opening poses, um, but really regulating your nervous system. Well, that Heart Math Institute, uh, if people go to their website, there is a device, I own one, but it's called Inner Balance. And you can actually see, it's like a little mandala and you put the app on your phone and you wear the device clipped to your ear cool. and it recognizes your heart rhythm that way. And it will tell you when you're in coherence or when you're not. And so you can begin to retrain your brain to go into heart coherence. And it's not expensive. It's like maybe $155. But for people that are truly stressing, sometimes they can't figure out if they're doing something correctly. Right. This is a visual. It absolutely right. shows you 100% if you're out of coherence or in coherence. Right. And some people have never been in coherence in their entire life. Like exactly. say someone who was, uh, it was say it was a traumatic birth and then it was a chaotic family right. and they actually have no experience of coherence. They yeah. don't know what to attune to. Exactly. That's what right? makes that device so, so popular. Yeah. We are at the end of our show, if you can believe that. And so I that want people to know how to reach you. So tell everyone how they can find you. Sure. Well, my website is www.melaniestartransformation.com and star has two R's. Or they can reach me by email at melanie, melanie at ca. Okay, and that will be on your uh, synopsis, so people will see it again there, but i like for you to be able to share that as well. And thank you, thank you so much for being part of my show again. My um, pleasure. I think the that was fun. information <laughs> that you provide is absolutely wonderful, so I appreciate you being a guest. And everybody, please go out there and make this your very best life. See you next time. Bye-bye. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.